Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. Um, <laughs> for those of you who were waiting for when this originally came out or when but the time that this was supposed to come out, I made a mistake of something. I thought I could add music to it, which I can, but unfortunately it only allows people who have Spotify to listen and I didn't know that. And so all the other platforms that you usually listen on don't get it. And I did not notice that until literally just now. I am so sorry. Um, so it's I'm as soon as I get done uh, recording this little bit and doing some edits, uh, this will be out to you and just a, this will now be out to you. Um, I am so sorry in advance, or I'm so sorry I wanted to try something new. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, so I now know what, what I can and cannot do anymore. And again, I am so sorry if you guys were, or were trying to find this and couldn't find it. I am so sorry. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kaylin. How are you guys doing today? Today, I am doing pretty good. I, for the first time in, God, I want to say it's been like a year, maybe a year and a half. I don't know how long I went shoe shopping. And I only buy shoes when I absolutely have to. So in this case, I... Am in desperate need of new work shoes. Um, so I finally am able to have new work shoes. So what I do is I'll buy a brand new pair of tennis shoes and those will be my everyday pair of tennis shoes. Now the tennis shoes that I have been wearing for my everyday use will now become my work shoes and my work shoes. I will pitch. I've, I've my work shoes. I bought those fuck. How long ago? Probably three years ago. And for a couple months, they were just in my locker at work. Didn't use them because quarantine happened. So, I've got a brand new type of drink today. I do not have an energy drink. I do not have a coffee. I do not have a pop. What I have is a blue Gatorade. Not the, the, the light blue one. The dark blue, it's good, but it's too much sugary. I decided to have a um somewhat healthy drink. I like Gatorade. I, myself, I am more of a Propel fan, but when I went grocery shopping the other week, they had a really good deal on Gatorade, so I bought, I think, like, five or six ones, and basically, I bought all Blue Glacier, wow, Blue Glacier and Lemon Lime. I like Lemon Lemon Lime, but... My absolute favorite flavor of Gatorade is their lemonade. Oh my god, it's so good. 
And I, I think I just like lemonade in general. I'm not a big fan of pink lemonade. I mean, I'll drink it if it if it's there, but just regular lemonade, so good. It's been a uh, it's been a a long day so far. Um, I fell asleep. I think last night it was probably like. 12.30, 1 o'clock, I fell asleep. Got up at... It's like 7-ish. Because I had to go into work. Was coming down the stairs when... One of my coworkers texted me saying, Hey, we got everything done. You don't have to worry about coming in. I'm just like, alright. So, kind of... I did, I did have an energy drink this morning. Um... I was just super tired, um, and I drink the, so if I'm at work and I didn't bring an energy drink with me, I'll grab a Red Bull there, but here in my fridge, I have Bang, so that is the energy drink that I usually drink, and there's only, there's three flavors that I absolutely love. One of them, I can't find anywhere, and I tried this. Um, at my sister and brother-in-law's place, and it was Purple Haze. So goddamn good. Um, but the flavors that I have in here are Cotton Candy and Radical Skedaddle? Is that what it's called? It's, it's, it's the one that basically tastes like um, Skittles. And it's good. Um, so those, I, I, I had a cotton candy one this morning. And then I went shopping. And then I came home. And I finally ate for the first time after I got home. Um, and I didn't, I don't think I ate until like, fuck, it was probably like three four o'clock by the time I ate my first meal for the day because I wasn't hungry in the morning and I told myself oh because I had to go to the mall and for some reason in my head I was thinking like Shits Creek where he, where Dave is just like I'm not gonna feel shame for eating mall pretzels I wanted a goddamn mall pretzel but there was a long line and I was not gonna wait for it Plus, I didn't get anything from the mall because I, I went to like two or three different shoe places in the mall. And I have realized that one of the places that I went to, it it um it was more of like a it was a very high value shoe place that it was all athletic shoes. They have small, such a small section just for women's shoes. Like, the men's shoes takes up, like, three-fourths of the goddamn wall. You've got maybe, like, three rows for the women and then, like, four rows for kids. Why is there, like, 18 rows for men? I'm sorry, but I, I, I like wearing tennis shoes. But... I have noticed that the only really colored tennis shoes that you could that I've been able to find in my size of shoes because I've got bigger feet, 
So I wear a size 10. And I have noticed that, like, all, like, the really nice, like, like, I found a pair of shoes today, and I really wanted these. Because I like, I like the color, I liked how much cushion was in them. They had one of a similar design, not in that color. So basically, I feel like the only color of shoes that I'm able to get are white. I don't want white. I get shoes dirty so fucking quick. Black, I, I'll i wear black. I, I like black tennis shoes. I do. But I feel like I'm just constantly getting black tennis shoes. And I wanted some like just different color variations. So I found these ones. They were like a light gray, blue, I think a little bit of green and purple in it. I loved how the color scheme was all set up. It was very airy looking. I loved it. Nope. The only color that they had in my size was gray. I'm now just getting done where, like, I've got... In my house right now, like, I have three pairs of tennis shoes. One pair of tennis shoes. Um, they're... I just wear them to take my dog outside to mow the lawn because they're a little bit too tight sometimes. So obviously I can't tie. I like, I leave them untied. I don't even try to tie these things because it's just too tight. And half the time my feet go numb in them, which probably is not good. Um, so I don't tie those. I just basically they're like lawn work shoes. Um, and then I've got my ten, my old tennis shoes that are going to become my work shoes. Those are gray. My new tennis shoes that are going to be my everyday. Those are gray. And I'm wearing gray sweatpants right now too. So I just feel gray. But uh, I know I can't really bitch too much about. I, I was finally after like three stores, I was able to find a pair of shoes in my size because. It's so hard sometimes because either they don't carry them. And, and I've had this where I've said what size shoe I need. And they're just like, well, we got one and a half size smaller than that. I can't do a half size smaller than that. I've tried. Trust me. I've tried. I can't. And then they're just like, well, we got a size above. I'm just like, I can't do those either because... I'm afraid, like, I'm going to trip over something. I'm going to sprain my ankle. And my shoe's going to go flying off and smack someone in the face. I don't want that either. I need a semi-snug fit with lots of cushion. And I now feel old. So the book that we have is Paint It All Red by S.T. Abbey. Now, so our characters in this are Lana, Logan, Jake, Hadley, Leonard... Donnie, Sheriff, Johnson. So Sheriff and Johnson are two different people. Collins, Christopher Denver, Olivia, and Devin Thomas. Now there's another trigger warning. And this trigger warning is that in this book and episode, there are talk of rape, torture, murder, child abuse, and spousal abuse. If you remember where we left off on the last book, it was... That Logan was finding out that Len is a killer and thinking that she is uh, Kennedy Carlisle. Now, 
he had left her handcuffed and handcuffed to the bed frame, still completely naked. So once he leaves Lana, he goes and he confronts Hadley and basically tells her, you know, you are fucking nothing to me. And that once this case is done, he's done with her. And so after that, he goes to Leonard. Now, one of the reasons that Logan goes to Hadley is because he figures out that Hadley has known basically almost from the beginning of who Lana truly was. Logan basically told her, like, you should have told me that it was Kennedy Carlisle. And she's just like, no, I'm like, she's just like... I'm not going to touch this because she's not going to set Logan right. He's going to have to figure it out for himself. Yeah, I already said something about that earlier. Okay. Um, So Leonard, when he's with Leonard, Leonard had his suspicions from almost the start of who he thought Lana was. And he understands, or not who he thought Lana was, but who he thought the killer was. And he also understands why she's doing it. And it's that when she, as a teenager, when she tried to get justice before, she couldn't. No one listened to her and her brother. They just basically shoved them aside. And then and then the town killed them. Because they didn't want to hear about it anymore, basically. They were teaching, they, they were saying that they were teaching them a lesson. No. No, you are shutting two kids up in the most brutal fucking way possible. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Leonard has this thing where he likes to make not only digital copies, but physical copies of each folder. Now, he hands Kennedy Carlisle's folder to Logan. And Logan looks at the picture of Kennedy Carlisle and automatically feels sick. Lana's eyes are green. Kennedy, the, the photo of Kennedy Carlisle, her eyes are blue. Neither of them are wearing contacts. So he starts to get this very sick feeling in his stomach. He asks Leonard for the case file of Victoria Evans. And when he opens that and he looks at the photo, he sees that Victoria Evans has green eyes. And right then and there, he realized he just fucked up so badly. He looks at his watch and he realizes he has left Lana there for over an hour, about an hour probably. And so he goes to the cabin that she's in, but she's gone. So he's able to find out that Jake has roots um, here in town. Like his dad has a hunting cabin. So he goes to his dad's hunting camp. And now that was... Um, Jake and Lana's point of operation, but they had since moved to a new location. But Jake is in the cabin 
And Jake basically tells Logan, you know what? I thought you were different. I thought you see everything that was going on. And realize she's doing what she has to do. But you fucking condemned her for it. Because what? She's doing basically the same thing that you do on a daily job. She's taking care of bad people. She's taking she's taking care of criminals. Logan tries to like interject, but he but here's the thing. Jake isn't fucking having it. And he looks Logan like dead in the eye and says, I hope to God I am enough to keep her alive. Because right now, I don't know if I am. And Jake ends up putting earplugs in because unbeknownst to Logan, he had planted a device where it sent such a high-pitched sound that it will disorient a person. So it disorients Jake or it disorients Logan. So he's down on his knees. Jake takes his leave and disappears. Logan then gets extremely frustrated. And just fucking tosses the cabin then. Jake heads to the new place of operations that him and Lana had put up. And um, he has a video of Logan demolishing the cabin. He shows Lana and she goes, look, he's he feels betrayed enough to be hurt. Or no, 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 no. He feel he felt or he Oh, fuck, what was it? She says that Logan only loved her enough to feel betrayed and nothing else. And, like, it, it it's really worrying to Jake, like, she... Because he can kind of see that she's not planning on surviving and he needs her to survive. But a video feed, but the video feed comes in because a new car comes from out of town, and Devin Thomas comes out of the car and steps into the church. And if you remember from what Diana Baker said, Devin Thomas was there but never participated. He also didn't help stop any of it. Um, I believe at the time Devin was 15 or 16 when this all went down. What they know of Devin is that after, after all that went down, he took his sister and possibly his mother, but I know his sister for sure got that, got out of town and then he joined a missionary and for the last 10 or so years he's been going around everywhere and preaching the word of God to pay penance for his sins. So Dev's in this church. Lana goes to the church as well and sits, I believe it's like right in front of him or right beside him. It's one of those. And she basically tells him, look, you, I, I can't be stopped. You can't try to stop me. And he goes, I'm not going to, basically. Um, 
And, and she also tells him that as of right now, he is not on her kill list. But if he interferes in any way, he could be, or he could just lose parts of his body. Devin tells her that he's only there to tell the FBI what he knows. And she goes, they already know what happened. He goes, well, I know who the original killer is. And I'm also going to tell them about Jane Davenport. Now, Jane Davenport was Kyle Davenport's mother. And he knows what her involvement is or was from the original case. So Devin leaves the church, he goes finds Logan, and he tells him that he believes the original killer is Kyle. Now, that is very believable once you kind of, when you saw kind of how, like, very arrogant he was and how he just did not, like, he always thought he can get away with anything. Here's the thing. At the time of the first murders and rapes, um, he was... 18, 19 years old. He was very disorganized. And the original killer was a very organized individual. Um, also, the, the original killer would be labeled as a sociopath. Meaning, um, I believe it's a sociopath that can mimic um, emotions. And a psychopath cannot. Like, they don't feel... I don't know if they can't, if they can't feel emotions at all, but they literally cannot, don't show anything. Like, it's almost like nothing underneath of it. Um, but they set him straight being just like, no, he was well on his way to become a killer, but he wasn't, as far as we know, he wasn't one of, of yet. He was a serial rapist, though. But uh, Devin tells them that Jane and Robert did have a sexual sexual relationship with each other and that Jane was the town outcast. Um, she was basically set aside by the sheriff because she had kept their son away from him for years. And he also tells them that Kyle and his sister Rebecca were only a year apart, but... By the time when the when Kyle was conceived, the sheriff was still married to his wife, who is Rebecca's mother. Now, when Rebecca was young, I don't know if it was a little after her birth, if it was a couple years. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but her mother had died, or the sheriff's wife had died from cancer. Now, Rebecca was known around town as the town bitch. Um, and, and you could not do anything to her because of who her father is and all the repercussions that would happen. Now, the entire town knew that Jane and Robert were sleeping together. And Marcus and Victoria, they wanted their dad to be happy. And he had already promised that he would never love another woman um, other than Jasmine, who is his late wife. 
Um, but people have needs. So Jane is the one who gave the sheriff and Johnson the used condoms that um, they got Robert's DNA from. And after all that was said and done, the sheriff killed Jane. Just so then she could not say anything against this. So when the FBI first looked into the original case, I mean, yes, they did suspect Kyle. Already said that. Um, when when the FBI went into more detail of why they don't think it was Kyle, um, Devin's just like, you know what, I'm going to continue thinking that until you can prove to me that it wasn't. So after Devin leaves the church, Lana's still in there. Now Lana goes over to the courthouse where she not only ties up um, Deputy Murdoch, who is one of the deputies that helped rape her father, but he also beats his wife and child. Um, she is not only going for the deputy, but she's also going for Devin's father, who happens to be the judge that presided over her father's case. So she kills them both. She, she doesn't draw it out. These ones are very, like, quick and dirty kills. Um, now, usually after her kill, she paints the room with their blood. She does not do that this time. What she does instead is she writes a message on the wall that's for Logan. And it basically says, like, they are the ones that are the monsters and she's just getting justice. She also writes, fuck you, with the heart next to it. Um, and at the crime scene, she left the medical records of Murdoch's doctor. So the FBI knew that that was a reason why he was targeted before anyone else. Um... So Lana goes over to the now Murdoch's widow's house and she's there because she's going to protect them uh, because she knows that the sheriff is going to target them. Now, she knows that Murdoch has files on the sheriff to kind of keep a leverage over him. Now, what those files are, I believe it's some sort of... Um, tax thing. I'm not 100% sure, but it was dirt on the sheriff. Now, the sheriff does something different. He doesn't send deputies, but he uses, he sends these two outside men um, to come take care of the wife and daughter. But Lana is able to kill both of them only this time she does sustain an injury, which is a bullet graze across her cheek. Now she is telling the she's telling Murdoch's wife he's going to have files here, and it's going to be in some place that's not very obvious. I need you to get those and then give them to the FBI. Do not give them to anyone else. And then make sure they drive you out of town. So she gives her an address to go to and tells her to find a woman named Olivia there. 
So she goes to leave, but before she can even try to get out the door, Logan and Leonard show up at the house. So she can't go through the back because Leonard's coming through the front, Logan's going through the back. So she hides in a closet. Now, after the guys get the the files and the Murdochs out of the house and into cars and leave, Lana thinks that she's safe to go. So she gets out and she starts running for the woods. Now she's slowly, like, she's taking off her boots. She's taking off some of her more bloody clothing. And she's continuing running through the woods, but she has this feeling like someone's watching her. And turns out there is someone watching her, and that would be Logan. He's basically, he did not get into the car um, with Leonard. He literally just followed her. So what they're going to do is that they're going to take this last night for themselves. And the reason Lana is doing that is because she knows that the next morning the director is going to have the entire team pulled out and going to try to cover this up in a way that um, that they do. Now, Jake and Lana both know who they're trying who they're gonna try to pin all the murders on. And that would be Diana's son. Now Diana's son is a NFL football player and his girlfriend is a high powered lawyer. And for majority of all the killings, the dude was out of state with his football with his football team. But yet they want to try to pin a murder on him. Where does that make sense? Where? It doesn't. Like I I, I don't know how much fucking lead paint these guys ate as kids. I don't know. It it makes no goddamn sense how you why you would want to go after someone that was so high profiled. It blows my motherfucking mind. There's one point where Lana went back to the house and it was before she went over to um the the widow's house where she walked in up to the house and she heard a weird noise because Hadley had shown up just before she left. And she told Jake to play nice with her. Well, apparently playing nice means sleeping with each other. So she walked in on them shaboinking. Now, Logan had told Lana that Hadley was gay. And Lana knows that Jake, she knows that Jake is bi, but he tends to lean towards men more than women. So it's very surprising to her. And it also comes to Logan's attention that Hadley is sleeping with Jake. Um, and it and Hadley is bisexual too, but she tended to 
stick more towards women because of what had happened um, to her from her stepfather. So Logan gets a call and that he and his entire team are getting pulled out and he's fighting it tooth and nail. Just like, no, no, no. There's shit going down here that we need to take care of. And they're just like, nope, nope, sorry, not happening. So while he's still on the phone with the deputy director trying to get everything sorted out of, of how we're going to stay, there all the TVs are turned on and there's a video that's playing on all the channels and no one can shut off, any of these off. So the first video that shows is the rape of Marcus and Victoria. And you realize someone fucking recorded it and kept it as a souvenir. And then after that, Robert's video comes up with him being assaulted by um, the deputies. So someone had recorded it and kept it as well. Next comes on a masked individual with a um, with a distorted voice and they basically are saying that come sundown come sundown the monster's going to come for them and if they're innocent they should leave town now and it's just a matter of hours before the entire town is basically empty except for a few innocents who think they can ride it out and then um, all the deputies are there along with the retired deputies who are staying and fighting for the sheriff. Now, there are some deputies that are innocent, and those deputies there's a and those deputies had only come in a couple years ago. So now it's time for the end game. Now, the end game starts with the sheriff. So Elena goes over to the sheriff's house, but she makes a rookie mistake, and that rookie mistake is while she's hiding out in the closet, she left her flashlight in on a, it was like a table or something, and the sheriff knows it's not his. So when she comes out, he has a shotgun pointed to her. What he doesn't know is that Lana took out all of the bullets and every single gun that's in the house except for his service weapon which he had put down in another room so those two fight Lana's able to get the upper hand and she gets him into the bathroom because she has a fantasy that she wants to live out and she's going to use the sheriff to do this now while they're in the bathroom before she starts doing what she wants to do um, she tells the sheriff that she goes, well, she's just like, did you know that my father replaced your daughter's car window because someone broke it? No, I didn't know that. Well, your daughter slept with a rival's boyfriend and she got mad. She didn't want you to find out that she was sleeping around. When my dad did that, he got no thanks. He got no money. And we were struggling for money at that point in time. But he didn't want her to get in trouble because she was just a kid. 
and life was hard enough. And that maybe, maybe a year later when another rape and kill and murder happened with the same MO that you realized you got the wrong guy. But you weren't going to own up to it. You're going to keep it as as everything was and just ignore everything else that was going on. So Lana completes this fantasy, which is the death scene or the kill scene from Psycho, where she's like got the knife and like stabbing through the um, shower curtain. That's what it's called. So after this, she goes to the town hall where all the deputies are, except for like a couple of them because they are the innocent ones in the town. Now, I already said she goes to town hall, but before she goes to town hall, um, she goes to where her and Logan had set up and she puts on a whole bunch of, or she puts on um, a bulletproof vest and then she arms herself to the teeth with fucking guns and ammunition. So she's walking to town hall and she pulls out these guns and she's finally going to finish everything. Now in the book, it's uh, while she's walking um, down on comes a song down with the sickness. Now while Lana is still walking there, Hadley's able to get into um, Jake's computer network and is basically um, getting a video feed where she Gets, gets an email. She opens it up. She, um, and it's an email from Jake. And he's just like, hit this and you'll be able to see everything. Now, what that does is it routes all of the video feeds, all of this information to all these different um, networks. So they're playing this and all these different videos are coming up as well. Like one of the videos is um the director and johnson fighting over kind of what had gone down in the original case and you hear the director saying bury it all i do what you have to do fucking bury it and and all like the director's on the floor with them Everyone looks at the director and he fucking hightails it out of there because now he's got to save his own ass. Um, so Hannah's, or not Hannah, wow. Lana is walking um, to the, uh, to the town hall, which I've said like 8 million times so far. So in my mind, once she's starting to walk in there and once she gets in there and she's able to do all these shots off, in my mind, this is when Letters from the Sky by Civil Twilight comes into play. And I just feel, because in a lot of like these big like action pack type things, um, you get, you have like a lot of like very fast paced, heavy drum, heavy, 
heavy guitar music. And I wanted something that was kind of almost in the medium with that. But this song has piano work in it. And I just feel like it's got that very... It's it's not only the meaning, but also just how the song is played, where I feel like it just fits very perfectly with this scene right here. Um, so while she's in there, everything's going fine, but she's shot in the leg when she kills Johnson because Johnson's comes from one way where um he'll have a direct shot to her, but she stands up, she throws a knife. Gets him right in the head. Kills him. But she's shot in the leg. Um, and she knows she's not going to be able to get out of there alive. Like, she, she wants to try to live. But with how injured she is right now, it's not happening. Um, now, the camera crews can't or the the news stations, the feeds that they're getting are not seeing into what is happening in Town Hall. Only Jake and Hadley's computers are able to see what's going on. So Jake, Hadley, and Leonard are in an office in the FBI headquarters watching this. Now, Lana is able to get her phone and she calls Jake and she's basically telling him goodbye. And he's just like, no, 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 no. You promised, you promised, you have to get out of there. And she's trying, but she can't get her leg to work. So then she call, after she's done with the phone call with Jake, she calls Logan. And she tells him, goodbye, I love you, I am so sorry. And he's just like, no, 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 you can't do this. You have to fight, you have to get out of there. Lana and Jake know this, but Logan doesn't. In the basement of the building, there are bombs everywhere, so the place is ready to blow. It's only got like five minutes. So that's as much time as she has to get out of there. And she's not going to make it. So after she's done with the phone call with Logan, the cameras go out. Like, there's no video feed whatsoever for anyone. Hadley's trying to get back into it. She's trying. She's she's doing everything she can. And she finally gets it back up. And they see the town hall explode. Logan had just watched Lana die. And he... He goes berserk. He starts throwing things. He starts punching people. He loses it. So he is then put on three months of administrative leave. And basically everyone in the office just thinks that basically it just became too much that he failed um, at his job. So he just, he had a mental breakdown. So in his three months off, he... 
he used those to find out who the original killer was and he found out he found the person who was the original killer um and he his he's had some meeting with the new director who is collins who was the deputy director and he's just like look I know who the real killer is. I need you to reopen this case. And he's just like, no, we're going to let sleeping dogs lie because already there's been so much ridicule about this case that if they try to reopen it again, like they'll just, they'll look even worse. Logan doesn't care about that. He wants fucking justice for the entire Evans family and the FBI is not going to give him that. So he quits. He hands in his gun, he hands in his badge, and he goes, this is my resignation. And he walks out and he starts to clean out his desk. Hadley comes over to him and he's just like, you can't talk me out of it. She goes, I'm not going to, but we have a case that matches the MO of the Scarlet Slayer. And it was a woman's boot print that was found and that gets his attention so fast and he's just like are you sure she goes yes i don't know where they are but and and logan's thinking about it and he goes i know i think i know where they are i have something to deal with you what he tells Hadley what she's going to do is that she's going to empty out all their bank accounts she's going to make them disappear like physically like get them off the grid so no one can find them again and um he goes i'll be back soon and then we'll go we'll get clothes and then we'll leave and he doesn't tell her where he thinks they are but he wants her to get this done first and then she focuses on that other other than trying to focus on something else so What Logan's doing is he's going to the house of the original killer. Now, the last time he saw this man, this man was in pretty good health, but his health had deteriorated on a very fast decline. And so what Logan does, because this man has a breathing tube in, he's in a hospital bed. He can't talk, so Logan talks for him. He basically lays out everything. He lays out how Jake and Lana came to this conclusion, how they got Olivia, who is a sister of one of his victims, on board with the plan. Olivia worked in a lab as a microbiologist. And she used some of her research to concoct a parasite that would slowly kill him. And the first thing to leave was a sex drive. His libido's gone. He can't hurt anyone else again. But they're going to slowly kill him. And they started his punishment a year before anyone else's. Now, Lana wasn't really involved so much in this because it wasn't all hers. Jake and Olivia, this was theirs. 
Logan gets up to leave. And before he does, okay, I'm, I wonder if the, at this point, if you guys can guess who the original killer was. Because I did not see this coming whatsoever. But Logan gets up to leave and he tells Christopher Denver that he's looking to show his girl that he really does love her. And he shoots him multiple times in the groin. He leaves and then he calls Hadley telling her that they can start looking for them or where they can start looking for them at. Jake and Lana have been living in Greece for the past few months. And because of the injuries that she sustained, they could not turn, they could not take a plane. They had to take a boat. So they got a yacht. Because if they went on a plane, it would be too hard to mask her injuries. Lana is doing all these like different daily walks just um, just to improve the um just to improve her leg so that's basically her um uh, physical therapy so her doctors had told her that she would make a full recovery in both her leg and her hand both her and jake have gotten really good at being half drunk during the day and um or being drunk for half the day they also have a cat that Lana named Bennett, and she's on her phone. She is reading, and she comes upon an article saying that Christopher Denver is dead. So she goes over to Jake and be like, hey, when did you learn this? He goes, I haven't, but and I just don't care to read it. I'm glad he's dead. Um, so Lana goes back to the house and she realizes all these different things have kind of been moved in a way. And she's just like, I have, I have a gun. I'm not afraid to use it. You should not be in here. Like she does, she's saying all these threatening things. And then Logan steps out of a room and she's just like, oh my God, you like really here? And he goes, Yes. And she's she's just like, you killed Christopher Denver. And he goes, yes, I did. Hadley's there as well. Um, They both had changed their last names. Um, Lana and Jake did the same thing as well. Jake's going by Jake Vlad. Um... Logan has the last name White from Carrie White. Uh, so after the, after Jake and Had or Logan and Hadley had been on the island for two months, um, Logan and Lana got married. It took about two more years for Jake and Hadley to do the same thing, but they have a different relationship to where twice a month. They bring someone else into their bed and um, Jake gets to pick one once and then Hadley gets to pick the other time. Uh, so it's now Lana and Logan's third wedding anniversary and Logan gets something special for her each year. And that is a criminal of some, si- of some kind that 
did um, some sort of rape or murder. Now, the reason he he gets her someone to kill is because if she doesn't kill anyone, she starts to go crazy. Because she, that has been part of her for so long now. Um, if she kills too many, she loses a part of herself. If she doesn't kill at all, she goes crazy. But one year is perfect. And it's always on their anniversary. And they always get the people from Leonard. So they know that it is legit. Now that is the end of book five and the end of this series. There, yet again, there's just... This, how this ending came out was perfect. Um, nothing I would change in this whatsoever. And this... This series start to finish it's such a good story i mean in this one you get you you also feel by the end of everything okay like i feel like i can breathe better like just because they did not clear the fbi did not clear robert's name does not mean that they got like they got their revenge the entire Evans family did. And it, it's almost like a big weight off everyone's shoulders now. And you even feel it yourself because you, when reading this book, when I read this book, I got so invested in these characters. And then you start to feel the emotions that they're feeling and everything else. And so when all this is said and done, you're just like, oh, I can breathe. I don't feel like I don't feel like there's something missing anymore. And it's a lovely fucking feeling to feel. Sometimes you wish that people would change, but obviously in this like the sheriff and and Johnson, like they weren't going to fucking change ever. They were so stuck in their ways and getting basically Everything the way that they wanted it to. If you guys have just been listening to the series and you haven't read it, I highly, highly, highly recommend read this series. There's a lot of stuff that I did not go over anything like that. Or, or there's a lot of big things I did not go over. And in this book especially, the small details make the story. So I highly recommend going, getting the series, reading it. It's fantastic. All right, so we are at the point now to where I am going to pick the next book. All right, we're at the end of the episode where I pick the next book that we are going to do. I did put in 20 new slips of paper. So we have 20 new suggestions in here, and I'm going to stir this up. And while I stir this up, I can tell you where you could find me. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. You can also email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Uh, you can email me or you can DM me, and that's really any book suggestions you guys have, any thoughts and feelings, um, 
any questions, anything like that, go ahead. Any stories that you guys have as well that you would want to share, um, please also rate, subscribe, and review. It helps people find this podcast. All right, without further ado, here we go. Not looking, not looking. We have the Redemption Saga by Kristen Bennett. This is a five-book series. Now, if I am remembering this correctly, I believe this series follows a female assassin. I'm remembering correctly, but that will be for our next episode. So I will see you guys next week.